Gerlach, Managing Editor of No-Till Farmer. Welcome to the No-Till Farmer podcast series. Today's program, Reducing Costs and Increasing Yields with Central Tire Inflation Systems, is brought to you by Yetter Manufacturing. I encourage you to subscribe to this series, which is available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Subscribing will allow you to receive an alert about new episodes when they're released. I'd like to take a moment to thank Yetter Manufacturing for sponsoring today's episode. With their tradition of providing farmer solutions since 1930, Yetter Manufacturing Company is your answer for tools and equipment to face today's production agriculture demands. From many different designs of planter attachments for the different planting conditions you face, to several options of equipment for placing fertilizer and products to meet harvest time challenges, Yetter delivers the return on investment and tools to meet your equipment needs and maximize inputs. Find solutions to your challenges today at yetterco.com. That's Y-E-T-T-E-R-C-O.com. Depending upon cropping systems and climate, every no-tiller has different concerns and equipment needs. But one thing everyone uses to one extent or another is tires. And according to today's guests, those tires can have a big impact on soil compaction, yield, and operational profits. In this episode of the No-Till Farmer podcast series, we're gonna talk tires. And specifically, we're gonna hear about central tire inflation systems, which are becoming increasingly prevalent on today's tractors and other heavy ag equipment. To introduce the subject, we welcome James Tushner, a consultant for the ag tire industry and tire engineer, Ken Broadbeck, to discuss how central tire inflation systems can increase yields, improve fuel economy, and extend tire life. Here's James. James Tushner with Ag Tire Talk here, introducing Ken Broadbeck, Vice President of Technology for Precision Inflation out of Des Moines, Iowa. Ken, why don't you give us a little background on yourself? Sure. I grew up in southeast Michigan on a 1,200-acre cash grain farm, went to the university and got my ag engineering degree, and then spent 35 years with a large ag tire manufacturing company, and then began working with precision inflation, uh, selling and installing these inflation systems. Well, very good. Well, just a bit of background on myself. I've been in tire business for 25 years, working for both tire manufacturers and dealers in a variety of sales and marketing roles. Recently, I've worked as a consultant. I do speaking events, and I'm the founder of the Ag Tire Talk blog at www.agtiretalk.com. Uh, last decade of my career has been focused on the ag segment of the tire business. So with that, Ken, why should a farmer or grower be interested in the central tire inflation system for their ag equipment? Great question. Inflation systems are perfect for no-till and basically all farmers who want their equipment to act like a track machine in the field, which basically significantly increases your footprint of the tire, but still the tire efficiency, which equates to the higher speed, lighter weight than tracks, fuel economy, and great ride on the road. In effect, CTS changes the tire into pneumatic track in the field and into a high-speed tire on the road. Many of our customers are coming off tracks and are finding our equipment exceeds their expectations for performance in the field while requiring a much lower upfront investment and maintenance compared to tracks. Well, very good, Ken. So what you're saying is the tires with a central tire inflation system can provide similar traction to a track machine. Can you expand on yes. that a little bit? Sure. Basically, what the central tire inflation system does, it allows you to give the optimum traction and flotation that tire is developed for. That means that we can see some big increases in yield, up to 6%, and also 10% better fuel economy, both on and off the road, by using a tire inflation system. Think of it as a system that can go on every tractor, sprayer, or planter. Even manure tankers have big, heavy loads. This allows you to put 
a larger footprint in the field by simply changing the tire inflation pressure, which then gives you more traction, more lugs in the footprint, and less ground compaction. And speaking of ground compaction, there's several studies, both by universities and private studies, where they see yields of 4 to 6% improvement with the tire inflation system. You know, Ken, those are big numbers. I mean, mid-single-digit yield increases and low-single-digit fuel economy savings in the tune of about 10% or so. But let's talk about just the compaction piece of it. And over-inflated tires, so to speak, without CTIS compared with the track and then vice versa with the CTIS with the minimum air pressures. Can you give us a little bit of color on that? Sure, that's a very good question. And I've been, again, from a tire background, if you overinflate any pneumatic tire, the tires can often create more soil compaction than tracks. We've seen that in studies. But the perception is that the track's almost uh, special. It never creates compaction. That's just not true. I'm here to tell you that if you can get down to 8 to 12% tire pressures per the tire manufacturer's data book, the tires are going to compact the soil less than a track machine. In fact, we've had customers, believe it or not, who plant corn and soybeans in the wheel track, see no yield reduction in these rows. It's absolutely amazing. I wouldn't have believed it if somebody would have told me. Sometimes the yield's even a little better in the wheel tracks because it creates a nice consistent seedbed with very little variation in soil density. Well, very good. So let's talk about a monitoring. Can you monitor the tire pressure with the CTIS? Sure. With our system, you have to tell the system to check the tire pressures. It'll do that. But what's even more important, because there are systems out there that just simply monitor but what's even better, we can change the tire pressure while you're moving. You don't have to stop, anything like that. You simply can tune the tires for their best performance, whether it's for the road or for the field. And I would simulate it to or compare it to like a combine. You can change the combine for different crops, different settings of the machine, or even different crop conditions. The tire inflation system is exactly the same. So basically, for example, on the road, it's best to be running at a higher pressure to reduce rolling resistance. Think of your bicycle or a wheelbarrow. If the pressure is too low, it takes more energy to push that bike or that wheelbarrow. And if we have a higher pressure tire on the road, it's going to save you fuel. If you just push a button in the cab to increase the air pressure to an already preset optimal pressure for the roading, that gives you that condition. Then when you arrive at the field, all you have to do is press a different button to reduce the air pressure to your field pressure. In other words, a central tire inflation system changes tire pressures on the go to optimize the machine's performance for various changes in speed, axle load, for both the field and the road. Okay, so basically, not only does it monitor the pressure like a TPMS system in, in a car where it just tells you if it's underinflated or tells you the PSI, but also allows to reduce the air pressures for the field and also increase them for the roading, which is the optimum setup for both of those scenarios. So let's just talk about CTIS. Like, when was it first used and how long has it been around, Ken? Well, unfortunately, it took a war to create it. In World War II, the Allies had to cross some very sandy, soft beach conditions, and that's where they created a system for the military vehicles. And then logging trucks picked it up after that, and finally agricultural equipment has come into using it in the last 30 years. They all use a lower pressure for slower speeds in soft soil conditions. Again, think of a sandy beach or a soft agricultural field to get more traction and flotation. Then to go to a higher speed on the road, they have to increase the tire pressure for driving at higher speeds to make the tire live longer. You know, that's so interesting, Ken. You and I have just both been into Agritechnica, saw a whole huge host of CTIS systems. So really the question that I'm curious about is, so when was it first adopted on ag machinery? Well, the company that we purchased from is in Neuss, Germany, and the inventor's name is Martin Tigges. In 1985, 
He wrote his engineering thesis about an on-the-go, in quotes, on-the-go tire inflation system that he made for a Massey Ferguson 1014 tractor. Six years later, he founded a company called PTG, and he and his PTG team continue to design, build, test, and sell ever newer and more sophisticated systems. An example would be for the last six or eight years, they've had an ISOBUS set up where basically that you don't have to add a box in a cab. You simply plug their computer into the tractor's ISOBUS computer line, and you can do all the work from their screen. And then our company, Precision Inflation, is in its ninth year marketing PTG systems in North America. All right, so, Ken, why is it taking it so long to start finally getting some traction on the central tire inflation system thing, and why is it important to a grower now? Traction, pun intended there, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> <Yes>. today, <laughs> today oh. if you would ask any farmer how many tires he has on his farm, I could see his eyes roll back in his head, and, and very quickly the answer will be, I don't know, because we did that when I was a young boy. We got to 150, 160 tires, and, and we quit because we couldn't count them all. So just as the number of tires alone, the guy's not going to check the tire pressures and adjust them for different operating conditions. And the point is, if you can optimize the tire's performance, you also optimize the machine's performance. When you do that, you lower your costs and obviously increase your profits. Today, as always, in farming, margins are tight. And producers who can increase efficiency, the way we were talking about, that's the 4 to 6% in yield, 10% fuel savings. With a very modest investment, the producers will survive these tough years and still put money in their pocket. All right, so here's a question. So I want to do it on the cheap. What's wrong with just setting the tire pressure between high pressure and low pressure and just calling it good and not buying a CTIS? Well, we get that question quite often, and the answer is pretty simple. If you do that, you lose money on both ends. You're still going to be running too high a pressure in the field, causing excessive compaction, creating ruts, erosion. We all don't want that. And obviously, yield loss. And then on the high end, or in the roading, since you haven't inflated the tires over where they ought to be, the tires are literally scrubbing themselves off. We had a customer last year who literally wore his tires out in 1,500 hours, and he admitted, I was sort of running halfway in between, and I paid the price. He had to buy this new set of tires. So if you want to get the full life out of the tire without CTAS, tire pressures must be set to the worst-case condition. Again, that's me as a tire engineer, which is usually the road transport condition where speeds are up to 35 miles an hour. Again, it's not your grandfather's tractor going 15. We're now at 30 to 35. When you do this, the prior pressure that's used for the road is also what you use in the field. When you do that, you have a pretty expensive investment that you're running in the field and causing compaction, and that's what we don't want, especially when you have wet or damp soils. And we all remember the spring of 2019, we had a very wet spring. And farmers understand that replacement tires are the second highest maintenance cost for a tractor, exceeded only by something like a new engine or transmission. So new tires, especially the high-technology IS and VS, are a big investment, and a good farmer wants to protect that investment, and CTIS will do that. Well, very good, Ken. At the end of the day, what you're saying is, is without CTIS, most of the machines out there are running at the higher pressures because it's set to the worst-case scenario for the roading speed, and in many mm-hmm. cases, it's double what it could be for field. Is right. that right? You are. All right. All right, so what about a guy that is trading, or we're hearing about leasing. Agco and CNH is talking about the big growth in leasing to the tune of 40% of the tractors are out there at least. What do you say to a guy that's like, hey, you know, I'm leasing this thing. It's not worth it. They're assuming is they have to buy a new system every time they change tractors, and that's where we can take care of that. It's a good investment because once you put the system on the tractor, it can go on the next tractor just as easily. It's actually easier because you've already put it on once, and it's a snap to just take it off and put it on the new tractor. It's a one-time investment, and if you... Buy it once, you're not going to have to buy it again, and you simply just put it on your next machine. 
You know, Ken, until we talked about that today, I didn't know that either. Hmm. It's a big point that you can put it on another machine. Let's talk about the physics of the tire. So why can a tire run at a lower pressure to slower speed? Why has it got to have higher pressure for transport? Good question. And what I learned very early in my career at the tire company, that heat the tire's enemy. And whenever you have higher highway speeds, a firm tire is a must. You have to have more air in that tire to keep it to run cool, carry that heavy load on a hard surface, and respond to steering inputs. You don't want a soft, squishy tire, technical term there. And at low speeds in the field, we don't have those challenges. Heat's not much of an issue because we're going slower. And often the weight transfer that occurs as the equipment unfolds, the weight goes away off the back axle of a tractor. Think of a heavy front fold planter. When you're running down the road, half of that planter's weight keeps being carried by the rear axle of the tractor. Today, those farmers should be inflating those tires to that higher pressure, often 30, 35 PSI, which can cause compaction. When they reach the field and unfold the planter, that weight goes off the back axle and goes into the soil and in individual planting units. So if you have an inflation system, you then can dial that and optimize that tractor's footprint, high pressure for the road, low pressure for the field, and everything works a whole lot better. And another way of looking at it is if you have those high pressures, and you go to the field, and you can't lower the pressure, for every half inch that tire sinks in the soil, the equipment's going to use an additional 10% of fuel. Basically, think of the tracker always trying to climb uphill out of that rut, and that costs you efficiency. Yeah, I didn't know that half inch. Did you say half inch 10% difference? Yes, sir. Wow, that's big. It is. You know, back to the physics of it, being a tire guy for two and a half decades, really the heat thing people don't get is the fact that the increased heat really degradates the entire tire. It literally makes the tire, the rubber decompose to a point to where everything could ultimately fall apart and cause a failure. So yes, heat is a big enemy. So let's talk more about the rolling resistance. You know, that's getting big on passenger light truck tires for the fuel economy. So let's talk about why that's important when you're doing the transport piece of it. The transport piece, you want to have a firmer tire. You don't want to have that big bulge. You want to have a tire that rolls easier. And then Conversely, when you get in the field, that you want a soft tire with a big bulge, so you want to see cheeks in the tire or see a bulge in the tire. Let me give you a little example from a real-life case. We have a customer up in Canada where last year he installed a inflation system on his planter. His tractor already had a system. It was a tent machine. So he's well aware of the benefits of central tire inflation. Unfortunately, because of the short season and everything, he couldn't get the inflation system on the planter in time for the first couple days of planting. So he had to go. He planted with the high tire pressures in the planter, and he could only go about six miles an hour. In certain type of soil conditions, that was as fast as he could pull it. He ran out of horsepower. Of course, we had rain. He pulled the planter back in the shop, completed the installation of the system, went back out the next day or two. He was amazed that he could now go, instead of six miles an hour, he'd go seven. That's not baloney. That's what he actually could do. You pencil that out. That's a 17% in real efficiency, either in savings of fuel and or he could get a lot more done. And again, as all of our farmers know, last year was just a terrible year for that small window to get our planting done. So if you could increase and get more acres planted in a day, that's a huge savings, a huge profit gain for you at the end of the year. Yeah, six to seven miles an hour, it's a big deal. Big, big deal. We'll get back to James and Ken in a moment, but I want to take time once again to thank our sponsor, Yetter Manufacturing, for supporting today's episode. From many different designs of planter attachments for the different planting conditions you face, to several options of equipment for placing fertilizer and products to meet harvest time challenges, 
Yetter delivers the return on investment and tools to meet your equipment needs and maximize inputs. Find solutions to your challenges today at yetterco.com. That's Y-E-T-T-E-R-C-O.com. Now let's get back to James Tushner and Ken Broadbeck as they get into the mechanics of how central tire inflation systems work. Well, good. So we've got the physics down. Let's talk about mechanics. So how does the system actually change the air pressure while the tractor's being driven? Well, it's pretty much like in most everybody's farm shop. They have a air pressure hose on a pneumatic reel, and that reel has a slip ring in it. We work it pretty much the same way. We have rotary units that allow you to turn the wheel and not wrap the lines around the axle, as some people have asked us. But basically what you have in addition uh-huh. to that is an air compressor, the rotary unions, of course, the computer that controls and sets the air pressure, and, of course, then the airlines that go to the tire. And we had one thing that many of our competitors don't have, but we actually put a pneumatic check valve in each wheel that prevents uh, tires from losing air. And once you have that, all you need is an air compressor and many machines, as an example, high clearance sprayers and even some tractors now are coming with compressors on the engine. If you have that, all you need to do is hook up everything and you're ready to go. So with that, let's talk about the airlines. One of the things I've run into a couple months ago, a guy was like, hey, you know, I'm thinking CTIS, that's all well and great, but what if I hit a fence post and the line comes off? Then what? Does the thing go flat? What, what happens? Well, I hope he's not getting that close to fence posts, but if he does. <laughs> Good um, point. <laughs> compared to some of the inexpensive single line systems that are out there, the PTG systems is a premium system. It's not it's a little more money, but you get a lot more benefits. And one of the benefits is what you're just talking about. With our system, we have a specific or an individual check valve in each wheel. And what that allows you to do is that wheel is the pressure in that tire is locked down. And if you would happen to rip off a line, the tires are just going to stay inflated. They're not going to lose any pressure because that valve keeps air in the tire. And even if you were changing pressures on the go and it tore it off, that valve will automatically slam shut so that you're not going to have any loss of pressure in the tire. And what that also does is it gives you a, a huge advantage in durability. With a single line system, the tires and the lines are all inflated all the time, and there's always friction against those seals. With the PTG system, as soon as you're done changing pressure up or down, the air is evacuated out of all the airline and the seals they don't have any friction on them, so they are going to last a lot longer. And it's a great value. And also safety. Again, if you're going down the road 25, 30, even 35 miles an hour, the last thing you want is a sudden loss of air. And with a single line system, again, the challenge is you may not lose just one tire. If you have four tires on an axle, you lose all four tires will go flat right now. And that's a bad deal. So, Ken, what you're saying is if it's harvest, right, and it's crunch time, and all of a sudden, worst case scenario, which hardly ever happens, all those lines come off. At the end of the day, I can just still air up the tire like I did old style and just, you know, get the air compressor out and put the air in or take the air out or do whatever I need to do to keep going. Is that right? So say our system had a problem with the electronics, as an example. Your tires are going to stay inflated, and if you had to still inflate or deflate, you can just get the old air hose out and put the tires back up to where you can still keep going. We're not going to strand you in the field. Okay. So let's just talk about the maintenance on the system. Like, what do you got to do with this thing to keep it going? Pretty much it's maintenance-free. The most you would have to do is if you have an air tank, like any air tank on a system that you, in humid conditions, you may have to drain that tank every couple days if there's a lot of humidity in the air. But again, tractor manufacturers are getting much more astute about those issues, and they're adding air dryers or spitter valves, just like you see on semi-trucks, where they get rid of that moisture. So that's becoming less of an issue. And in fact, again, when you look think of our system with two airlines, so we don't have that air pressure in the tires all the time, 
our seals on our rotary unions are good for 10,000 hours. I've actually seen customers with that much time on the seals. They just run and run and run. There's basically no maintenance, no grease search. You just simply run the system, keep electricity to it, and it's happy in there. Okay. So what if a driver forgets to change the setting? Say we're in the field, right? We're going on the road, and my hired hand just is rolling along and forgets to pump up the tires for roading. Yep, that's a question a lot of people ask, and I've actually done it myself. The operator's going to feel a very technical term here, squishy. As soon as he pulls out of the field and puts any kind of steering input in the tractor, he's going to feel that tractor's sachet left or right and basically feel it in the seat of his pants. When he does that, he's going to say, yep, I just forgot to inflate the tires. He's going to hit the button. And the good news is he doesn't have to stop. He might want to go maybe 10 or 15 miles an hour until he gets for a minute or so until the pressures get up to where they should be. But the good news is he doesn't have to stop. He's not going to ruin the tires because we're not going 60, 70 miles an hour. And, again, in two or three minutes, he'll have the pressures up where they should be, and he keeps traveling down the road. It won't be an issue. In the future, our hope is that, well, basically, we're going to have an automatic system this machine will sense that you're either done with the field, you're not in the field anymore, but going down the road, and it'll automatically inflate and deflate the tires. But that's about three to five years away yet where it'll be automatic. Okay, so at the end of the day, it's an added layer of complexity with CTIS. I guess what we really want to get down to is are there any malfunctions? Is there a sensor valve or something that stops functioning where the system could be disabled to where it could keep a, a grower from, from getting the job done? Yeah, sure. Again, if you think of a single-line inflation system, we've had some customers say, well, I had a CTI system on my Humvee in the military, and we hated the things because we come out at that Humvee, if it's been sitting for two or three days, the tires are flat, and then we have to pump them back up. That doesn't happen with ours because we have the wheel valve that automatically closes. But on top of that, even if we say, again, that the system, we'd have an electronic issue or a line would come off, the system will run without that. We don't take off the existing valve stem. It's still in the wheel. You can still use it to check pressure, add air, or take air out. We don't do that. So even if our system would stop working, the air stays in the tire, and they still can be adjusted by hand if, if that was necessary to keep the customer going. We don't strand him in the field. Okay. Let's talk real world in the field. So I'm in the field. I'm coming out on the road. Like how long does it take it to air up from field pressure to roading pressure? takes about two to three minutes, uh, depending on the size of your air compressor and how much air do you need to put in there, how high of a pressure you want to go. And the good thing is, again, you can keep moving. If you wanted to do an inexpensive stationary kit, we have that for customers who say, yeah, sounds good. I've read all the information. I think it makes sense, but I'm just not ready to pull the trigger on a higher cost system. Can I do something for a lower cost? And we have a system to do that. Okay. Very good. Okay. So keep it with that real world discussion. So can you give us an idea of what the aftermarket price range is and what's the payback in terms of improved yield and reduced fuel costs? That's really the bottom line that we're really wanting to get at. Sure. If I was a customer, it's exactly the question I would ask. And we have an answer, of course. A static system, like I talked about previously, you can inflate four tires for a little as $300. Now you have to stop, get out of the tractor, plug in the valve and inflate the tires up. But it's a quick, easy way of doing it. And it costs about $300. For a rear axle, two tires on a machine, it's about 4,300. And if the equipment does not have an air compressor on the engine, we also offer a hydraulically powered compressor that they can purchase as well. Again, the good news is once you purchase it, it stays with the machine and can go on your next machine. You only have to pay for it one time. And as for yield, obviously, okay, where, where am I going to see the advantages? A producer can expect mid-single digit improvements in yield, about 4%, like we talked about previously. 
And when you're talking about soil compaction, we had two customers who measured, actually checked with the grain cart with scales, that they lost $100,000 in one year due to severe compaction in the wheel tracks. They installed our systems, and the next year that compaction went away. So obviously they paid for it several times over in one year. And I'm not saying every year you're going to save 100000 But especially in wet years like we had last year, whether it's planting or harvesting, inflation systems make a huge, huge difference and give you a lot of peace of mind that you can get the crop in without causing damage to the field and also that you're going to get the best yield at the end of the year. And on top of that, again, like we've said, for fuel economy, it shows we've had independent studies where on the road it's going to save you 10% because you're going to increase the pressure up from that bare minimum. And in the field, you're, again, you're going to add at least 5 to 10% fuel savings in the field because you're not creating the ruts, the compaction, causing erosion in your field. It's going to give you savings in fuel as well. Well, Ken, with growers that are of significant size, with a 10% reduction in fuel costs in the mid-single digit around the 4% yield increase, so at the end of the day, you're saying – a lot of guys can do it in a year. Almost everyone, for all intents and purposes, can have the payback for this thing in two to three years. Is that correct? Exactly. You bet. You got it. Okay. So where do you see OE adoption rates? Again, in Germany, we saw a whole bunch of CTIS systems. Here, we're seeing them. Last farm progress, we saw a few. But give us an idea of where you see things going in the next few years, Ken. Well, it's like a lot of technologies do to the way people farm. In Europe, they can only farm on single tires, so they had to go to CTIS quicker than we do. In this country, we simply add duals or triples, and we can, quote, get by with what you have. But we see it coming. You look at the Fent tractors, Kloss tractors, John Deere tractors made in Mannheim in Germany. They all offer as an OEM either factory solution or a dealer-installed solution, an inflation system for their tractors, sprayers, forage choppers, manure tankers, whatever. In North America, our higher horsepower tractors are obviously a natural place to start. They're very heavy. Fuel economy is important. But we're also seeing a lot of growth, especially in heavy equipment. Think on the front fold planters, heavy manure tankers, and those type of machines. And then even combines. With their new folding heads, are becoming quite popular. We don't have to have a trailer that hauls the head down the road with a pickup. The farmer just simply folds up the corn head and trucks down the road, which is great, except now that front end of that combine is still quite heavier than what it was, and he's probably going to need to either have a t- tire inflation system to increase the pressures to keep the tires healthy going down the road, but then he's going to have the same compaction and rutting problems unless he can deflate the tires at the field. Well, very good. You know, we talked about the reduced fuel, right? And we've also mm-hmm. talked about the yield gain with the larger footprint. So what else does CTIF provide a producer as far as benefits go? Well, you already mentioned it there, James. You said that it's about heat. And if the tire can run cooler, it's obviously going to maintain its integrity. It's going to last longer. The tread's not going to scrub off, so we're going to have longer tire life. We can see numbers easily in the 20 40% range. I wouldn't have believed it, but I've seen it in Europe. And they do far more roading than we do. And then again, just that lower rolling resistance, the tire's rolling easier because it has more pressure in it for the road, you're going to see an improvement of 10% fuel savings on the road and that same improvement in the field. And that's where we really want to concentrate because that's where we have that precious 12 inches of soil fertility and health, and we don't want to crush it with a high-pressure tire. And if we can adjust that pressure down for the field, we're going to see the huge benefits in yield and soil fertility for the future generations. And, in fact, we talk about future generations in green technology. 
there are some parts of Europe and Canada where they actually have tax rebates for farmers who incorporate tire inflation systems because they recognize it's a green technology and keeps the soil healthy. All right. So if a producer wants some more information on this, Ken, where does he go? And can they reach out to you directly? You bet. I love to talk farming and tires. That's what I've been doing my whole life. So we're on the Internet, of course. Just go to www.precisioninflation.com, and there will be a little box there for further information. Give us an email, and you'll talk to myself, and we'll get you set up with what you need. And, in fact, uh, I can draw on my tire abilities. If you can tell me what the axle weights approximately, I can even tell you what pressure to set the system up for. Well, that sounds great, Ken. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today. And, you know, for more information on how to reduce fuel and increase yields via tire technology, check us out for a myriad of different options on www.agtiretalk.com. Thanks to James Tushner and Ken Broadbeck for sharing that info about improving efficiencies with central tire inflation systems. To listen to more podcasts about no-till topics and strategies, please visit notillfarmer.com forward slash podcasts. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Yetter Manufacturing, for helping to make this no-till podcast series possible. If you have any feedback on today's episode, please feel free to email me at jgarlock at lessetermedia.com or call me at 262-777-2404. If you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or the Google Play Store to get an alert as soon as future episodes are released. You can also keep up on the latest no-till farming news by registering online for our no-till insider daily and weekly email updates and dryland no-tiller e-newsletter. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at No-Till Farmer with Farmer spelled F-A-R-M-R and our No-Till Farmer Facebook page. For our entire staff here at No-Till Farmer, I'm Managing Editor Julia Gerlach. Thank you for listening.